Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. All right, Matt. So the Bills signed Trent Sherfield, wide receiver. No, it's not mm-hmm. Antonio Brown. We weren't sleeping through it as I was. <laughs> but this is an interesting player because yeah. he kind of checks some boxes I think the Bills were looking for. Now, we talked about Deontay Hardy and what he checked and the guy dynamic with the ball in his hands and things like that. Now, we do remember Trent Sherfield catching the pass against the Niners last year and running all the way for the touchdown of the first play of the game. He can do that. But really, what he offers is he is a, a physical kind of receiver. He's a very good blocker actually, but he is actually fast as well. And he's not small. He's six, one about two twenty. This is a guy that can do a lot of different things, including by the way, playing special teams. I know, I know bills fans. Here we go again with the special teams, but what he really is, is basically Jake Kumaro with a lot more upside on offense. I feel like I like the Sherfield move more than I like the Hardy move. Now, maybe that's just because I know the numbers of the Hardy move and there's still the uncertainty about what they had to pay Sherfield. And and we won't know that probably for a little bit because the numbers aren't out there yet, but I like him as a player. Like I remember because we're familiar with Miami, you watch, I was watching a lot of dolphins games down the stretch to see what was going to happen. And he was a player who always stood out to me. So I like that addition for them. This is not going to be the difference between them, you know, winning a Super Bowl, but it's all of these pieces. And I apologize if you hear my cockapoo in the background. It's all good. This is now life. There's the cockapoo. There's the baby. This is just what happens. So yeah, no, I I really like the Sherfield move. Like, I think that's a smart move for a team that's up against the cap to make, because I think it makes you better. I don't think it's a game changer or anything, but I think it makes you better. And they needed more weapons on offense. And that's what this is. Has the dog, how has the dog reacted (laughs) to the baby? The dog has been fantastic with the baby. As you see my wife shuffle behind me right now, holding the baby in one hand, the dog has been great. The dog's been very protective of the baby. Yeah. So they've got like a little uh, alliance now, the baby and the dog. I love it. I love it. Um, look, Trent Sherfield literally like can block like a tight end. Now he's not going to put his hand in the dirt. He's not going to line up at a three point stance, but he can block like a tight end. He's actually graded out as a very, very good blocker. This is one area I think the bills would like to use him. But maybe, Matt, also, this is something I was thinking about. Gabe Davis played a ton when he was healthy and playing. He's on the field for like 95% of the snaps. He never comes off the field. Why is that? 
because he's a really good blocker. They don't want Gabe Davis coming off the field. And I think maybe the philosophy here is maybe they put too much on Gabe Davis. Maybe free him up a little bit to be able to catch more passes and really truly, you know, immerse himself in that number two wide receiver role. Enter Trent Sherfield, where you can put him on the field more to be more of that blocker and allow Gabe to kind of flourish more as that number two wide receiver. I think this signing actually elevates and helps Gabe Davis as a wide receiver and what he can do even more than just helping the entire offense, because it will allow Gabe Davis not to have to always be that one blocker. They have to rely on from the wide receiver spot. Well, I think it also protects them because there were times last year when they were so banged up at wide receiver besides Stefan Diggs that they didn't have a lot of other options. I think now that you've got Hardy, now that you've got Sherfield, and I still think that there should be more coming, you're going to have other options that aren't, you know, Jake Kumaro missed most of last year. Crowder missed most of last year. There's a reason they had to go sign Cole Beasley and John Brown off the street to go get them to play because they needed bodies. So these are guys who are steps up from what those players were, at least at this point in their careers. So, and, and I like that they're taking swings and this is about Harris. This is about Sherfield. This is about Hardy I, and McGovern. Really? I like that. They're signing young guys with upside young guys with potential. These are not like, okay, let's take one last kick at the can. This is like, we think you have even more that you've shown and we're going to give you an opportunity to prove that. And, and I like that for this team. What, is it, what do the Bills always say? You'll be the best version of yourself here in Buffalo, right? But I think that's what they're banking on, to have these guys be the best version of themselves. You brought it up. It is uh, Damian Harris, the running back. He comes from New England. After four years there with the Patriots, he signs with the Bills. Bills fans may remember him from the 64-yard run in the Hurricane game, if you want to call mm -hmm. it that, Monday Night Football against the Bills. So he has that breakaway speed. But really, more than anything, he's a physical style running back. Brandon Bean said they wanted to get bigger at the position. He didn't use that word specifically, if I remember right, but he did mention that both of their running backs were around 200 pounds. They'd have like to have a different type of running back. Well, he is now he's 5'11, 215. He's not super big, but he does run with a physical style that I think they've been wanting and looking for and searching for, even going back to when they drafted Zach Moss. I think Harris is my favorite move they've made this offseason. Okay. Even though it's a pretty minuscule one. I really like the player. I know the big thing with Damian Harris is can he stay healthy because he's been banged up at times in his career. I think it's all upside though. Like I think they needed somebody who can be that complimentary running back, but I almost don't see him as a compliment. I think he could come in here and absolutely win the job as their starting running back. I think he's efficient in the red zone, which matters to them. He's a capable goal line running back, which takes work from Josh Allen takes unnecessary punishment off of his plate. And I just think that given the bills offense, he'll be able to thrive because he won't have to do as much. Like when he was in new England, they were a run first offense with him. And then eventually with him and Ramondre Stevenson. So I've just always liked the player. Every time I watched him play, especially against the bills, it was like, this guy poses a problem. This guy's really good. And now the bills have somebody like that. And it also, I like it because I think it takes away some of the options that I didn't find very intriguing. Like I never loved the idea of a first round running back. I love, never loved the idea of going to trade for Derrick Henry. Or spending that's off the big... table, first round running back. I don't think it's think off the table, but the I think table? it's, I think, I think it's less likely. Mm -hmm. Like I would have said before, Hey, there's a 40% chance that they do it. 30% chance that they do it. Now I think it's, 15 to 20%. If they love Bijan Robinson, then they'll still do it. Mm -hmm. But I just think that it makes this a little bit less likely. And it's, we haven't seen the numbers yet. I don't think this is going to be something that breaks the bank. And I think that it's 
I like Devin Singletary, but I think this is something that fits their offense better than what Devin Singletary would have done. So let's talk about Devin Singletary. He is now moved on. He has moved on to the Houston Texans, a one-year deal with the Houston Texans. Doesn't mean he can ever play for the Buffalo Bills again, but let's talk about the postscript on his Bills career and then how it does impact them, him on the field. Four years, came in 2019, third-round pick out of FAU. Fun player in college to watch, very you know elusive. I think he had a lot of those moments in the NFL. I think he was a bit underrated for from Bills fans, from m- many Bills fans. I think, you know, not all of them, of course, um, and maybe should deserve a little more credit for the work he's put in. Through the four years he was here, I think he was leading rusher every year. I could be wrong about that. Um, but, you know, Matt, he exits Buffalo number 10 in their all-time rushing list after only four years. I think that says a lot about him, over 3,100 yards rushing, 4.7 yards a carry. Now, he wasn't going to give you a lot in the passing game. There were fumbles, of course. People point to those. There were some drops. But I think Devin Singletary was a good player for the Bills the last four years and someone that was very important for them. Let me ask you this. I was thinking about this when I saw that Devin Singletary was leaving and ultimately signing to Houston. What is your most notable Singletary memory? Is there a game or a run that he had that you think of when you think of Devin Singletary? I have a couple plays that I think of. I might go to the Dallas catch from John Brown. That's what I, that's one of the plays that I was thinking of. Right. John Brown threw it. Right. I believe. Yep. John Brown to Singletary wide open into the end zone. And then I think that was actually the play after the Josh Allen quarterback sneak fumble. That was like fourth and one that took him to the two minute warning. And then that was the next play after the two minute warning. That's awesome. Um, The other two would be actually something he's not known for a lot. Um, long runs, Miami second mm-hmm. play of the game. I believe second play yeah. of offense. He runs to the house, gets caught at the very end, but because he doesn't have the breakaway speed, but he was in, in the end zone. And then he did the same thing in Chicago this year on a long run against the bears. He also had another one against the Denver Broncos. I think a 50 yard run. So that I was would, the game. Those are the, that ones. was, that was the game when they clinched the AFC East. Yep. It was, um, the COVID year. So, you know, yep. and, and it was a foregone conclusion that they were going to win the game. division at that point. It was a Saturday four thirty game, but yeah. And that, that run re- made it like 45 to 52 or something for the bills. Like they didn't need it, but it was just kind of gravy. I think about actually, I think about the clinching run against the dolphins from oh. not that long ago where it was lots like of, people third and push it. six, yeah. third and seven. And he pushes his way and he gets it. Uh, I also have thought about the Patriots game, the wild card game, you know, the perfect offensive game. He was awesome in that game. Now he was like the fifth best player in the game because so many people were great, but in the first half, he had two really big rushing touchdowns that buried the Patriots before they ever had a chance of getting back into it. He was, that's when I think he played his best football. He played his best football in 2019 at the end of that season when it was him and Frank Gore and then again in 2021 going into the playoffs and then ultimately in the playoffs that was like peak Devin Singletary so he is in Buffalo for four years I was looking at the numbers today I tweeted them out actually 3,100 yards Josh Allen next on that list over the four-year time period like 2,400 yards no other player had over a thousand yards Zach Moss Mm -hmm. is next with like 900 something it just shows you how much they really relied on Devin Singletary. Don't we don't talk about a lead back in Buffalo a lot because you know, they rotate their running backs. They have a timeshare. They don't give them the ball a ton, but Matt Devin Singletary was the lead back in the bills offense the last three years. Yeah. Nobody would ever really, well, some people would say it, but no, they, it was no questions asked if they needed a big play from their running back. Devin Singletary was going to be the guy that they trusted with that. 
that's the thing that's a little bit interesting about this team moving forward. Like, who is that now? Like if you had to have, you know, production from your running back, are you leaning on James cook? Do you feel comfortable enough with James cook yet? Or is so, it Damian Harris or is that remain to be seen remains to be seen? I, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's a great, it's a really interesting question because I'm, I'm sold on them being sold that basically James cook, it becomes the lead running back. See on paper, it's Singletary out Harris in on the roster. I think it's Singletary out James cook in, and then Damian Harris becomes the backup and the compliment. Like, I don't think it's not the role for role. Obviously I do think that James cook is going to be the quote unquote lead back. He's going to replace almost exactly what Devin Singletary was on this team. And then they're going to have him come, come out in certain situations, shorter yardage, goal line, whatever. And then here and there too, he's also not the biggest guy. So you don't want him taking a lot of punishment going between the tackles. That's where Damian Harris comes in, but I am convinced now. I don't know. That's a great question. Can he be trusted to be that guy? I think that's the plan though. It seems to me like it is. I'm not sure if I'm convinced of that yet. I'm not sure if I'm sold that James cook will be RB one for the bills. I bet he'll have more touches than Damian Harris has, but I don't know if he'll be more productive than Damian Harris will be. I guess that we'll, we'll find out. I, I like the idea of at running back, having somebody young who you drafted with a premium pick, you know, James cook was a second round pick. Clearly they like him. I like Naheem Hines skill set. I think there is a role for him in this offense and there should be a bigger role going into next year. And then I, like I mentioned, I like the Damian Harris just pick up because I like him as a player. I could just see a situation where if Damian Harris plays to the plays to his potential, what we saw when he was with the Patriots, especially playing against the bills. I don't know how that guy isn't getting more carries than James cook. Maybe, maybe cook is just scratching the surface. Maybe I'm not giving him enough credit. I I just, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be so fast to say, like if this was a fantasy football situation, I'm not touching either of them because I have no idea who's going to get the bigger workload. Well, they have three running backs on the roster now. Um, Taiwan Jones is still unsigned. He is technically a running back, obviously, but we'll see if they bring him back. But they do have Reggie Gilliam. He's a fullback. So there is room to add. They're going to bring more to camp. We know that. They always do. Speaking of bringing to camp, they're going to bring a bunch of offensive linemen and David Questenberry uh, mm-hmm. re-signed with the team as well. Just your quick thoughts on Questenberry re-upping a swing tackle here for the Bills who both started at both left tackle and right tackle at different times last year. Depends on the money, but... He's a depth veteran presence for them that can do a little bit of everything for those guys who aren't going to start versatility, I think is probably their most important attribute. And he's versatile. He can do the swing tackle stuff. He can play left. He can play right. You don't want him doing that. You know, like there were times when he was really getting taken advantage of, especially at left tackle, but you know, for a backup, I think totally fine, totally capable. Whether it's him or someone else, you're going to have someone just like him. Right. I mean, so I always say, that's what I mean. Your guy, right? Why not have your guy that, you know, in the system that he's been here and you can trust. All right. What does this mean though? Going forward for the rest of the bills roster. Yo, Trey, Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP three in the same backcourt as Kobe in LA. Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP three finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey everybody. I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier. And we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery alternate routes. As former sports 
center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.